This Saturday show on KCLR with thanks to Lyreth Estate, Kilkenny's luxury hotel. Perfect for spoiling yourself. More details on lyreth.com.
Kilkenny, KCLR.
very, very good morning to you all. It is Ashton MacDonald here with you on the Saturday show. Usual producer, but presenter for today. It is Saturday, the 7th of October, quarter past 10. And I am delighted to be here with you all this morning. We had, you did hear Natalie Lennon on The Breakfast Show this morning telling you all about the amazing IMRO Awards last night. The night out, the big night out of the radio year. And listen, we had such a wonderful time. Natalie has stayed around to have a little chat with us about it. Natalie, it's great to see you. It's a pleasure to be here on the Saturday show. I've never spoken on the Saturday show before. There you go. There you go. We have lots of fun here on the Saturday show. Come here. We're going to have a little quick chat about the style last night, Natalie. It was just incredible. Wasn't it? Did you hear me earlier on? Speaking about the style, you were probably still in bed. I was actually. probably still in bed. I'm going to so, guess. I was saying we just happened to all choose black dresses, mm. uh, but Ashling didn't get the memo. I never <laughs> got the KCLR memo of the black dresses. Now listen, it was a black tie event, uh, but I decided to show up in my red frock. Oh no, but your red dresses. Be- there was a lot of red, black and red Huge were the main amount, two colours. Weren't they? Or white. Yeah. Yes. There was fabulous white on the night. And I always think you have to be very brave to wear mm-hmm. white. I'm thinking mm-hmm. of the fake tan, the makeup, you know, or I'm yeah. thinking the little grubby hands of the kids before I oh, go out all over the white it. dress. Or if we had soup for a starter, I couldn't do white there dress. You go. Black is nice. It's safe. I feel like this was maybe kickstarting what the fashion's going to be like for Christmas mm. and the colours for Christmas. Yes. Although the emeralds are on in October every year, I do think people start to get excited for Christmas and how they're choosing to, to dress. And I have to say, all of Lore turned up just fabulous. We scrub Absolutely. up well. We do. We, we do. really, really do. do. I'm looking forward. I know there was a big group picture taken last night. Yes. So hopefully we will see that on the KCLR it socials. Up, it's up somewhere. Because I saw Brendan saw it. I couldn't find it. Facebook or something. We'll find okay, it. Okay, we'll find I it. I was telling people earlier on. So I was sitting beside the one and only Brendan Hennessy. Yes. The charmer that he is. And uh, we obviously had our set menu Ashling, and the food was absolutely delicious. Incredible, I'm sure it was. was. Really, really was. But you know, we have your set dessert, which was the kind of chocolate hazelnut mm, slice fabulous. of some kind. Um, and mine was delayed, and you made sure I got it. But Brendan, nonetheless, just wanted some vanilla ice cream. And he wasn't going to settle for anything less. So he put in the request for a little bowl of vanilla ice cream. And I think, was there hundreds of people at that event last night? And Brendan Hennessy got himself vanilla ice cream. The only man in the room. I absolutely love it. Listen to this now. Our very own Ken Maguire is listening because he has sent the group photograph. (laughs) We look fantastic. We look absolutely fantastic. Thank you very much, Ken. Are your eyes open? Wide open. Yes, yeah. And look at you right beside Brendan Hennessy. There you go. (laughs) The duo, the dynamic duo. Um, Listen, yeah, the style. I want to say as well for anybody that is maybe thinking about, you know, the new style, as you mentioned, for those kind of glitzy, glammy nights out, the sequence last night, I just loved it. And one of my favourite things, the suits. The ladies in their suits rocked it. Yes. I love the style. I absolutely love the style. But uh, but no, I think, listen, everybody looked amazing. Everybody showed up, had a wonderful time. And um, yeah, it was great. It was great to have a bit of a boogie as well on the dance floor and uh, to see all of the radio stations from all around Ireland. It was. It's to incredible. To amazing. We are so lucky that they're on in Kilkenny. And I have yeah. to say a big shout out to Shane as well. There were a few texts in from this morning saying congrats on even getting in it for a nomination. I think next year is going to be our 
our year. We're there you go. Worry. Absolutely. Huge great. congratulations to Shane for being nominated. It was a wonderful night. And uh, yeah, Team KCLR had a great time. We really did. We always do. It was my second year there. So here's to many more. There you go. And do you know what? This is going to make me feel a lot older. But the last time I was at it, okay, I was there last night, was 10 years ago. No. Yes, the last time I've been there was 2013. I forgot so, um, you weren't there last year yes, when I first was. Yes, yeah, it was 2013, the last time I was there, and it was great to get back. Ten years later, they are as good as ever, the Imros in Lyrath here in Kilkenny. Mm-hmm. Natalie Lennon, thank you so much for staying around to have a bit of style talk about last night. Great to see you. Um, have a wonderful Saturday. Thank you so much, Ashling. You too. Thank you so much. That is Natalie Lennon of um, the Saturday Breakfast Show, and of course the Natalie Lennon Show as well here on KCLR. Now, lots coming up for you here on the Saturday show. Um, as I mentioned, Ashley MacDonald in producer is uh, turning into a presenter today, so it's great to have you all with us. Very shortly, we will be chatting to Johnny Tobin about the Rugby World Cup that is taking place um, tonight. A very, very exciting match, Ireland and Scotland. They meet at the Stade de France in Paris at 8 o'clock. Will you be watching? I'm sure you will. Any questions? Any ideas? Any tips? Let me know. 083-306-9696 because, um, listen, I follow the rugby when Ireland are playing, but I'm not an expert. So that is why I have Johnny on the show to help us out with that. Laura Gannon from Cakeface will be joining us to tell us all about everything that is coming up there. We will be chatting books and food in the second hour. So really looking forward to that as Marion Flannery from Saver Kilkenny will join us in studio to chat all things Saver. And that is coming up very, very soon in Kilkenny. Anyway, lots more coming your way. We're taking a very quick ad break and we are back just after this. This Saturday show on KCLR with thanks to Lyrath Estate, Kilkenny's luxury hotel. Perfect for spoiling yourself. More details on Lyrath.com.
we have it. That was indeed the Cranberries with Dreams. Good morning. You're very welcome. It's Edward Hayden here with you. Now, Edward has had to do the worst thing in radio. Edward has had to do the walk of shame because, as Ashling and Natalie were telling you, we had the Imro Awards last evening. And, of course, uh, we were at it and all was good and all of that. But didn't I now say a prayer for me? Say a prayer to St. Anthony, my listeners. Don't let me down. Because Edward left his phone in the taxi last night and with his phone in the taxi, so too did he leave um, the opportunity to have his alarm clock. So uh, the walk of shame this morning. Ashling, good morning. Edward, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? I'm great. It's great to see you. It's great to see you. But sure, listen... um, that's why it's, I work with the best. You wouldn't let me down the show. There you go. The show saying, must go on. I keep saying if the Lord doesn't spare me, the show will still be on that air. And this morning was evidence if, indeed if of that. Of course it was. No, the show was still on. And uh, listen, yeah, it's great to see you. Very, very upsetting about the phone. That's a bit of a nuisance. But um, you're here now, ready to take over the one and only Saturday show on KCLR where anything could happen. Anything could happen indeed. Ashling, I heard yourself and Natalie talking. It was a super night last night, wasn't it? Absolutely fabulous. Little Lyrath was just amazing. The food, um, the ambiance, the atmosphere, it was great. And do you know what? It was great to see the fellow uh, radio presenters and producers of Ireland all come to Kilkenny uh, for the one and only uh, night out at the Imrose, as we mentioned. And great. I never got my picture taken with Mary Wilson. Oh, I know. She I did know. a runner on me. She did a bit of a runner on you but uh, listen you saw her you saw her from afar so that was good and of course Mary was inducted into the um, Imro Hall of Fame last Hall evening Fame. yes which is an absolute honour so it is for her but uh, yeah no listen we had an absolute wonderful evening and uh, we're delighted to have you here this morning now with us <laughs> for a wonderful show absolutely and after 12 o'clock I will be uh, trying to track down my phone but as you said lots coming up on this morning's show very shortly we're going to chat with Johnny Tobin uh, about the Rugby World Cup of course because uh, the rivals Ireland and Scotland will meet tonight at the Stade de France in Paris um, it's at 8 o'clock and uh, it's in the final pool match played by both Ireland and Scotland as well so lots riding on tonight's game. We're going to be chatting with Laura Gannon uh, this evening as well and Laura of course is um, telling us all about Saver Kilkenny her daughter Riley uh, our son Ethan will both be joining her uh, on the Saver stage as well so looking forward to chatting with that um, um, Ashling, of course, knows I love all things poetry and reflection. So Avian Garrahy is joining us just after 11 this morning and Avian is telling us about her new book, Every Night is Full of Stars, More Meaningful Poems for Life. So look forward to really chatting to that. I've been reading it during the week and absolutely loving all of the thought-provoking bits and pieces that we have in that as well. Uh, you may remember on the show we spoke to David Brennan um, a long uh, number of uh, years ago and v- David of course was great friends with Vicky Field and he's coming to tell us about an event that's taking place in Mooncoin Parish Hall on Friday the 27th of October that's the bank holiday weekend uh, celebrating of course Vicky's life as well and if all of that wasn't enough this morning on the Saturday show we're also going to be chatting with Marion Flannery and Claire Ann O'Keefe about the imminent Saver Kilkenny Festival which is due to take place on the bank holiday weekend 
in October. So we have lots lined up on this morning's show. Please keep in contact with us 083 306 9696. It's our dinnersready.ie contact line. Or of course, you can telephone us on 1800 90 96 96. We'd love to hear from you. We're across all of the social media platforms. And of course, that lovely picture that Ken has sent in uh, reminding us all. Ashling and Natalie have both undersold themselves in the style last night. They were looking absolutely fabulous. Uh, Ashling is a full pop of red here in the uh, photo and the lovely Natalie had a lovely kind of a neckline on hers it was kind of like a choker neckline I loved that yes it was fabulous. really nice wasn't it Ashley? absolutely stunning I loved the uh, the style it um it was actually kind of nearly, I'm, I, she's gone now, but kind of 90s style, mm. wasn't it? You know, it's all coming back into fashion. Because like, it was fabulous. like boob tube, but with a kind of a, a choker neckline. Yes, yeah, nearly like a scarf effect. It was fabulous on her, but uh, no, the style was amazing. And yourself, Ezra, <laughs> the white. Listen, if we were on television, everybody could see you. But no, it was absolutely stunning on you. You were amazing. There you have it. Well, listen, that and lots more besides uh, between now and 12 o'clock. Let's take a little suspiog and after that we're going to be chatting with Johnny Tobin um, with regard to the Rugby World Cup Fun and Show. Carlo, Kilkenny, KCLR. KCLR indeed. Good morning. You're very welcome. If you've just joined us on KCLR, it's Edward Hayden here with you for the Saturday show. A little bit day knock this morning, but uh, long story around that. Missing a phone, but uh, these things happen. Let's head over to the telephone line and on it we're joined by uh, Johnny Tobin. Uh, Johnny is a Southeast Technological University um, head coach of the men's rugby team in Carlo and also coach in Kilkenny College and Tullow Rugby Club. Johnny, good morning to you. Edward, how are you? I'm very good, thanks. And yourself? Yeah, after having a rough night. I'm, I'm a lot better than you, I think. <laughs> well, listen, the, you know what? We rely so much on technology. You know, of course, uh, God be with the days when we all had um, a little alarm clock in the corner of the room. Now we rely on our phone for all of these things. Anyway, listen, we won't yeah. uh, reflect on that because it's a great night of excitement ahead of us uh, because uh, Ireland and Scotland are meeting head-to-head this evening in the Stade de France uh, in Paris. Johnny, just before we go into that, maybe for a bit of context, you might take us back to um, what's after happening in the lead-up to tonight because Ireland seemed to have been, uh, from my understanding, the underdog who are uh, continuing to shine time and time again uh, in this championship. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one because this, every every match to go into lately, they seem to be a bit of an underdog, but yet perform and, and are taking big scalps, you know, and beating big nation teams that probably, at times, they have no business beating them, but they, they seem to grind out a win. Um, I think every rugby coach and every party coach in the, in the world at the moment is uh, envious of Andy Farrell and trying to figure out what himself and O'Connell and the team are doing to get these wins uh, with the lads, but they seem to be in a great place, which is very, very good. Um, it's probably the first World Cup that I've ever followed that you'd be confident they would at least make a past quarter-final stage, albeit they could meet France or New Zealand, or they might even get past, depending on tonight's result. Indeed, um, and the but, amount of people that are after travelling over, um, you know, looking at social media over the last couple of weeks, it seems as if the whole of Ireland, uh, bar a few, have travelled to the different matches as well. And that in itself is uh, is great testament to the to the team, isn't it? It is, yeah, and it, it shows you that how how interesting the rugby is, and it's um, it's driving that support along, you know. And it's a uh, it's a funny one. I was over in Stade de France two years ago at a Six Nations game. I think there was eight and a half thousand Irish people, at, and that's an eighty thousand seater. And every time we tried to sing a song, we were just drowned out by the French. And it's it's interesting to hear the Irish fans uh, making more noise than anybody now in, in big match games over there. 
So it, it, it's very good and it's, uh, it's testament to the team. It certainly is. Now, of course, um, there's a lot riding on tonight in the Stade de France. You know, we can kind of just say, you know, it's a it's a meeting of two neighbours, but uh, lots uh, riding on it. And um, you know, if Ireland have are victorious tonight uh, in this Pool B, they'll uh, more than likely secure a place in the quarter final. What does that mean um, in in layman's terms, Johnny? Well, it's basically, so all they have to do tonight, I know it sounds a lot easier than what it is, but all they have to do tonight is get a win. Okay. Um, that'd be the real objective, obviously. Like, there's lots of, look, there's lots of numerical ways that they can qualify still without a win, but I'm sure we don't have much time to go through 66 scenarios here that I have in front of me of how we can, how we can get through of what points the are scored. But basically, it sets up a quarterfinal with New Zealand, um, because France last night obviously beat Italy, so that keeps France top of the group and New Zealand behind uh, in second place. That won't be easy either, but like um, before you even get to that, like you have to you have to get by a Scottish side that Ireland have played 140 times, they've only won 69, and Scotland have won 66, and there've been five draws. So like it's not it's not as far away as everyone thinks it is. Like a lot of people think, oh, it's an easy thing just go beat Scotland. It's, mm. it's, um, it's very far away from that. Like the, but the other side of the coin, the last time Scotland beat Ireland by the points they need, their coach Gregor Townsend was actually playing. So that's not today or yesterday either. So, um, look, it's, it's a hard game for everybody because there's obviously a lot of emotion for the Irish team as well with Peter Romani getting his 100 cap. And that'll be a big deal for them. They won't want to go and lose on that. So there'll be, I, I'd imagine, personally, I think there's going to be a massive performance from Ireland. And I think it's going to be one that's been brewing all World Cup. I think they've been waiting and waiting in the wins, just just getting the wins, grinding them out. And if I think they're going to perform tonight, I think they're going to do a really, really really good performance I think as well I don't think it'll be anywhere close in my honest opinion well please but, God um, we're all uh, we're all rooting for them for sure give us a look at um, at the at the Ireland bench at the minute uh, Johnny how are we looking in terms of of team because of course you're, you're saying that we need a big performance but to get that big performance we need everyone in tip top condition uh, Robbie Henshaw of course is uh, forefront of all of the media stories in the last uh, couple of days with regard to um, uh, an injury that he sustained at the minute how are we looking uh, as a team at the minute in your point of view well it's uh, it's very it's very strong bench like this for tonight especially obviously I know Henshaw's been in and out but McCluskey um, owes a good performance in a way like Andy Farrell brought McCluskey over and hasn't given him any game time really only in build up games so I'm, I'm sure if short McCluskey gets a chance to come off the bench I don't think he'll miss a beat and I think a lot of people underestimate his ability as well he's a big big man very good ball carrier and I think if he comes on in at 12 and Bundyaki was to go off if I was the Scottish Centre Partnership I would be looking across there saying I'm not going to get a break here at all for 80 minutes so I think in the background we're kind of okay Jack Crowley is really fronted up in my opinion I, I was a bit nervous about him being brought into big match games I thought maybe Ross Byrne might be the, the man to close out the game but um, Crowley seems to be well able to do that well able to play with a bit of flair and then like you look at the, the, the halfback Conor Murray sure Centurion, like there's only ten Irish players of 100 caps, and you're bringing off one of them off the bench to play some happy for the last 15, 20 minutes. He's not going to miss a beat. Um, James Ryan, Jack Conan, Jack Conan, probably another player that owes Andy Farrell a, a solid because he was brought on the win with an injury, and he's going to get his chance tonight. So hopefully he um, he does that. The last time Jack Conan was out for a period of time and came back, he made three line test starts and was probably player of the tournament in the line test in 2021. So. Hopefully he can replicate that tonight and we get a good Jack Corner back at his best. 
There's a good, solid, uh, good, experienced team there. And of course, led by Andy Farrell. You mentioned Andy Farrell a couple of times. Talk to us about the significance that Andy Farrell has played in this Irish team. Of course, as I said at the start, uh, there seems to be uh, a great surprise, if you like, as Ireland uh, excels to uh, to the different stages. But Andy Farrell has very much been, uh, been solid and to the forefront of this success. Johnny, would you concur? Yeah, and I, I think I'm, I'm thinking about lately, and it's a lot in the media there as well. And I was thinking, how is it so successful? I think the big, the big thing for me anyway is the factor of Andy Farrell's inclusion of the players' families. You know, he gives them time off when he thinks it's needed. He brings the families over. He has them around at camps and stuff. So it's a little bit easier for the people like the likes of Amahani and Sexton and that with kids and Bundy Aki that they're getting to see their kids in middle of the camps. Where in times of old they wouldn't have got to do that, and that plays a mental factor as anyone with children would tell you. You don't get to see your kids for a week or two here and there. It'll play a mental factor on your head. So I think their heads are in a really good place. I think he's managed that to perfection, to be honest with you. I think he's nailed that. And then the other side of it is he's brought in a really, really good coaching team, like Mike Cash, um, Paul O'Connell, uh, John, um, his name's gone out of my head now, the scrums coach. Oh, gone past me. But um, like this really, really good coaching team there and really, really good people. And they're all in the same mind frame as, as Farrell is, you know, and it seems to be he's a really down to earth coach. You know, you see him in interviews and stuff as well. There's no there's no mono with him, he's not set up, he hasn't got a script that he has to follow, he says what he wants to say and, and that's it like, you know. So it's um I think it's I think it's really interesting because I was worried when he was appointed as head coach of Ireland. I knew he was a good defensive coach and a good assistant coach, but I I'd seen him with England in two thousand and fifteen. Himself, Mike Katz, George Lancaster were the head coaches there and the they didn't get past the group stage for the first time ever, so you'd um, you'd have your reservations about them, but they've, they've knocked them out of the park for sure. Absolutely. And just as we conclude, Johnny, talk to me about uh, what's next. So we all have our fingers, legs, toes, eyes and knees crossed um, that Ireland will be victorious tonight in the Stade France and Paris starting at 8pm uh, uh, in this Rugby World Cup. Talk to us, if Ireland are victorious tonight, what happens next? Yes, yeah, sure. a big mountain to climb if, if, if the Victoria's tonight, which I wanted to hope. Like, but if anyone who's following the World Cup will see New Zealand are coming back into a bit of form, they, they gave Italy a bit of a hide last week. And I know people say, oh, it's only Italy, but you're putting 96 points on the tier one nation that are competing regularly in the Six Nations and have some world class players. And it's, it's, it's not an easy feat either. But look, I think Ireland have had the number of New Zealand for the last couple of years. And I don't want to jinx it either. I think they've played them six times in the last maybe seven or eight years I think they've won four of them so like it's um, it's in, it's not the New Zealand of all that you fear the 2019 World Cup quarter final um, will will play in their minds as well because New Zealand were the team that knocked Ireland out in 2019 so there'll be a lot of um, there'll be a lot of memories and hard memories as well for the players but it's um, going to be a hard road from here on out look at it going to win a World Cup is to beat the best so um, Ireland have been number one team in the world for over a year now so the World Cup is the only place you actually get to solidify that ranking and say we are actually number one team in the world. New Zealand and be whoever else comes after it, unfortunately. There you have it. Well, it's not within our, uh, it's not uh, beyond our reach this evening. So, uh, fingers, legs, the toes crossed, as I said, that Ireland will be victorious. Johnny, thanks a million. And uh, if we're successful tonight, we'll, we'll chat again, no doubt, before uh, the next match. But fan- thanks for bringing us through that this morning and good morning to you. 
No problem. Thanks, Edward. Hope you get your phone sorted. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> uh, there you have it. Anyway, there's Johnny Tobin uh, telling us all about the Rugby World Cup uh, as rivals Ireland and Scotland uh, go head-to-head this evening in the Stade de France. Uh, lots uh, on our text line here. Please, can you wish the Barrow Rangers under 15, Ryan B, uh, all the very best to her. They're in the county final today in Nolan Park at one o'clock. That's from Michael in Gores Bridge. Um, also, hi Edward, can you wish Jason uh, all the very best um, as well? The text in there, I'm not 100% sure it's it's a bit jumbled, but anyway, uh, I think it's wishing Jason all the best. So happy to do that as well. Um, good few texts uh, as well as saying good morning to Ashling and say hello to Brian and Jenny and happy to do so as well. And Mary has been on giving me sound uh, and sage advice. She says, hi Edward, say a prayer to St. Anthony. Offer five euro to him. Uh, there's boxes in lots of shops and your phone will be found. And that's for Mary and uh, happy to offer that to St. Anthony for sure and certain. Now, delighted to be joined in studio by the ever lovely Laura Gannon from uh, Cake Face. Good morning, Laura. Morning, How are you? Great. How are you? I'm absolutely good. mighty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely good. mighty good. this morning. Good. Pull in there to the mic yeah, till sure we have a, a proper chat. Lovely to chat uh, with you. How's all in uh, in Cake Face at the minute? Good, yeah. Busy. It's a, uh, Everyone asks, oh, is this a quieter time for year? But it kind of is our busy time of year. We're kind of heading into the autumnal kind of season, looking down the road of Saver Kilkenny, as, as you obviously yeah. know. Kilkenny's a busy time of year with various festivals coming up over the next few weeks we have Kilkenomics we have all sorts going on so yeah keep going keep busy we always like to be busy down in Irish Town so. Absolutely and yeah. of course the fabric of Irish Town and I've said to you that this to you before has well changed but mm. you're well settled in now to a kind of a multi-premises location down on, on Irish Town how's uh, all going yeah, uh, particularly with the new cookery school and coffee grinding yeah, uh, so, element Yeah so Irish Town yeah we've definitely grown into Irish Town and everyone I always feel like we're only there a year or two but we're going on nearly six years actually at this stage so and it's kind of um, yeah opportunities have come up and it's grown and never never planned but we seem to so yeah the cookery school is yeah we're starting to really concentrate in the cookery school Um, we have our autumn schedule up um, we've been chatting about that but we have our kids camps we've been doing a lot of kids camps which are great so we get the little ones in um, from 11 to 16 and and they're fantastic I have so much fun with them so they come in and uh, the Halloween one is a two day camp so they'll be in and they make their own lunch and they make their soups and their pastas and their sausage rolls and then we do the sweet treats in the afternoon so there's a bit of a balance we're not going to just inundate them with sweet stuff we try and keep them and give them a little bit of an understanding of food as well because I think sometimes we can forget that kids need to know where a piece of broccoli comes from or where a carrot comes from so and Laura isn't that knowledge so important in their formative years because you know we think of you know youngsters going off to college and Mm. maybe setting up house with someone at a later stage you know it is uh, very kind of fundamental knowledge 100% and I have guys and it's kind of a a running joke in cake face I do the celeriac test so when a staff member even if they're front of house whatever um, I ask them what this vegetable is and 9 times out of 10 people now I know Celeriac. Do they say a turnip? Well, that's, it's not too far off, but they're kind of just looking at it blankly. So, uh, but yeah, I think it's essential that kids know, you know, what a vegetable is, what a, where yeah. meat comes from, all that kind of stuff. It's not just, and, and they enjoy it. We do a kind of like with the kids, we do, we make a bit of fun out of it. So we do a test of name what's a capsicum in, you know, and, you know, we kind of make it a little bit more interesting and a bit more playful. And they, they love it. They get involved. And it's amazing how skilled they can be. And it's a bit of life lessons and a bit of fun, but it's, it, 
we enjoy I've, I, I'm surprised how much I've enjoyed doing the kids classes because I always suspected I'd love doing the adults classes but I love both but um, and I suppose with having kids myself it's uh, I can relate to them a bit more in, in this stage of my life so uh, for sure yeah. Laura we're going to chat all things safer clean. we're just going to take a little break yeah you sure. might stay with us throughout the break Laura Gannon from uh, Cake Face with us and we'll continue to chat about uh, their offerings just after this stay with Carlo Kilkenny KCLR They're talking there during the ad break about unforgettable parties we could have an unforgettable party here because Laura Gannon remains with us from Cake Face Laura you've brought in some treats uh, never more could I, I do know, with a treat yeah. uh, what oh my god this looks absolutely glorious tell us what we have uh here it's like a, a triple uh, if like if not quadruple layered um confection what have we yeah well as i said we're moving into the autumnal flavors so we're in, we call this one the um what nicey nicey apple slicey so we've got cinnamon sponge caramelized apple chunky layer we've got a vanilla a mousse on top and like some whipped up caramel on top so uh yeah it's uh it's our newest one today actually so that's just gone into cake face so yeah it's a fun time of year to play around because we change all the menu now we're into like caramel cheesecakes we're into that kind of style we're into the kind of more nutty kind of desserts so uh, Moorish Yes, Moorish on a Saturday morning so uh, yeah Tell me how um, difficult or how easy that is for you Laura because obviously you're well established you're very busy you know there's that element of the tried and tested time where do you get the time to kind of keep playing around keep invigorating the menu keep replenishing the kind of the the offering to keep it all fresh yeah well actually it's it's the most fun i have in work mm. so it's very easy to make time for something you really enjoy i love actually you know trying new things testing things like myself and rory were in the kitchen with bella who helps out who helps out with the pastry side of things and yesterday we were standing over that cake with a piping bag and each of us was trying a different a swirl a swirl here or a dot there and it is fun you get the bit because you know when you get into a routine you're making something every day it's like every job it may mm. look really fancy it may look really creative but when you do it over and over again it gets a it's bit done. so that's why we change it and that's what makes it more interesting if we were doing the same thing year in year in, out it would be very hard to make it exciting so so changing the menu is the exciting part for us absolutely mm. now come here to tell you as ever Kenny is coming yes. up the lovely Riley is looking in at us yes. here uh, in the uh, in the window uh, Riley is is uh, uh, as, as intrinsic to Saver yeah. to Kenny as you are yourself. Absolutely, yeah. Well, actually, we do. So we're starting on the. I think we're maybe one of the first demos up on the morning on Saturday morning. Myself and Riley will be up on the stage. We did it last year, and poor Riley was unwell, but managed to still like trudge on with it. So we'll be doing a bit of a the kids. We're going to have a little interaction with the kids. We're going to do some Halloween baking. We'll have a little bit of a table quiz, or, you know, a quiz with some spot prizes. So I think it's no, a, you're celeriac, folks. Yeah, yeah, no, you're. <laughs> <laughs> know your capsicum, capsicum from your pepper now is a good hint on that but yeah it's great to get the kids involved and it's a nice time in the morning and Riley will be down and we might even bring Ethan who's my youngest but he's a bit more of a kind of a, a wild card so Riley's trying to test it so uh, <laughs> Ethan yeah, will be dependent on the day yeah it depends yeah on his mood but uh, yeah yeah no it's a bit of fun baking with the kids like we do it at home as much as we do it you know so it's, it's, it's great to get involved Ethan will take a bowl of flour and some water and just have an hour of fun you know it doesn't have to turn out great you have to remember you don't have to make things perfect with kids mm. it's just getting them involved is a great starting point to be part of the mm. process yeah. uh, Laura
Laura, before I let you go, talk to me about some other classes that you've got coming up, of course, because um, I know as well as the, the, the enjoyment end of things and that beautiful food that you're producing from a retail point of view, education is very much to the forefront of your offering, as we said, not yeah. uh, not only with the children's classes, but also with adults. So um, you can demystify macarons and chocolate at yeah. Cake Face, you, you tell me. Actually, we have two more classes coming up before Christmas and they're the adult kind of side of things. And they're on Sundays, I believe, actually. So it's a nice way of coming in and doing spending a nice morning with us. And yeah, um, chocolate is something I'm very passionate about and I could spend hours and hours waffling on about it. Rory says I have to wind it in a little bit because I could go on. <laughs> Pull it back there, Laura. Pull it back there. So the class is actually really fun. We I have all different chocolates in from different percentages to different countries to different types. And we do a bit of tasting. We do a bit of tempering as well. So some people may not have tried their hand at that. We kind of demystify, as you said, a little bit of it. And then we'll finish with making a little nice chocolate dessert. And then the macarons are something people would never dream of trying at home unless you're a seasoned baker. But actually, I think if you give it a try from, I have a nice easy recipe for people. And they're very impressive if people have a little birthday for a family or a friend or if they're decorating a, a wedding cake or a birthday cake. So, yeah, we've two classes coming up in no- October and November. And uh, yeah, they're available for booking on cakeface.ie. So, yeah. How gorgeous. Uh, what a nice way to spend a day or an evening as well to just be kind of dabbling around Absolutely. in the world of food. Absolutely, yeah. And I must mention we have our fundraiser coming up for Amber's Amber Women's Refuge coming up and we're doing a, a sip and swap eat sustainable shopping evening. So mm, What's that mean? Well, Give I, us that in English. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so it's kind of, uh, myself and the girls always like to get together for an evening so we decided why not do it for a good cause and everyone has something in their wardrobe that they've loved but haven't worn too much but would like to see a new home so we're kind of, everyone's going to bring in something that they were otherwise going to pass on and find uh, clothes wise so it could be an occasion dress, it could be a scarf or a hat and stuff like that. Don't give away that blouse. Oh, it's I lovely on you. I love a good blouse. It's lovely on you. It's really beautiful. <laughs> so, yeah, so it'll be a bit of fun, but it's in, for a good cause also. So uh, again, details are available on Instagram and Facebook and all the usual bits and pieces if you want to get involved in that. How lovely. Well, Laura, thanks so much as always for Very coming welcome. in this morning. Thanks for the treats. We're yeah. going to pop on the kettle during the news. Mm-hmm. Um, evidence, uh, if needed, will be uh, <laughs> given at a later stage that they will be absolutely uh, demolished. But thanks so much Brilliant. for coming in to us no this morning. Problem. That's Laura Gannon from Cakeface and the lovely Riley is looking in at us. Let's give Riley a big wave there. Uh, she's looking at us from outside. Now, uh, lots still to come in the second hour of today, including uh, a lovely conversation with Avian Garrahy. We're very excited about that. We're going to be chatting all things there for Kenny with Marion Flannery and um, Claire Ann O'Keefe. And we're also going to be chatting with um, a gentleman telling us all about uh, Vicky Phelan's portrait. That's David Brennan. That'll be coming to us um, a little bit later in the show. Lots more uh, indeed. 083-306-9696 our dinnersready.ie contact line. But for now we're going to take an ad break and over to the news uh, at 11. Arash Thresh on Noach Tvanan the KCLR text and WhatsApp line 083-306-9696. This Saturday show with Edward Hayden. KCLR. With thanks to Lyrath Estate, Kilkenny's luxury hotel. Perfect for spoiling yourself. More details on Lyrath.com. 
Now, good morning. You're very welcome back. Hopefully you're in good order on this Saturday morning. We have lots lined up for you um, this morning here on the Saturday show, uh, including a little bit later on, we're going to be chatting with uh, David Brennan. And David is going to be telling us all about an event that's taking place in Mooncoin Parish Hall on the 27th of October. That's a Friday night. It's at seven o'clock. And he's going to be telling us all about the Triptych portrait, which was painted uh, by Irish artist Vincent Devine, um, who was inspired by Vicky's incredible courage. And I think many of us will recall that image. It was quite, um, I suppose, physically imposing in terms of its size and in terms of what it was uh, revealing. And of course, um, David is a, a lifelong friend of Vicky's. He's going to be telling us all about that. Uh, it's a campaign and a portrait tour and uh, it's certainly part of the Mooncoin Cancer Support Group and we're very happy to uh, chat about that and uh, hurled its arrival, the arrival of that tour to Mooncoin as well. Marion Flannery of Save Kenny is also joining us this morning. She's going to be chatting with us alongside Claire Ann O'Keefe about the upcoming Save Kenny Food Festival which is taking place. So very much looking forward to that as well. Now, uh, having a look at our text line, uh, our texter says, Hi, Edward, could you wish Owen and Casey the very best on their wedding in Limerick today? And that's all from Burris and very happy to do so. What a gorgeous day to be getting uh, married. So the very best wishes with that uh, as well. Um, just letting you know as well that Greg Ballycallan GAA Club are having a monster timber auction today. That's uh, Saturday the 7th of October. It's taking place at 2pm and there's over 50 loads to auction. So uh, you could be very much looking for uh, a load of timber to keep you warm this winter. Well, um, that can all be uh, be held at the Greg Ballycallan GAA Club today from two o'clock. So check that out as well. Now let's head over to the telephone line. We're very excited to be joined on it uh, by Avian Garrity, uh, ahead of uh, the publication of her new book. Avian, good morning to you. Good morning, Edward. How are you doing? I'm very good. Thanks so much for taking our call. My absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. Oh, well, it is indeed a pleasure. Come here to tell you, congratulations. We've lots to talk about, but more importantly, uh, let's talk about your uh, new book, Every Night is Full of Stars, More Meaningful Poems for Life. Um, It's absolutely fantastic. We've got our hands on a copy. Um, A new departure for you, Avine. Yeah, look at this is the second um this is the second little poetry baby that I have uh, unleashed on the world, but I suppose it's been a, such a passion project, Edward, to be quite honest. Um it kind of it was born out of lockdown. I've mm. always loved poetry. It's been a constant throughout my whole life, but I suppose it was lockdown and that time that slow time um, where I really lent into it and I suppose found great healing power in words shared it online on my, my social media platform and uh, and lo and behold you know we, we have two beautiful anthologies now and I suppose it's it's something for everyone. It's one of those non-committal um, books that you can keep by the bed first thing in the morning or last thing at night. And I, I really do believe there's, there's something there for every mood, for every emotion, you know, whatever it is you might be going through. Um, there's great solace in, in finding words that you can relate to. Um, there's, there's great peace in knowing that someone else has felt this. You know, yeah. you're not alone. And uh, and I suppose, look, I, I think that, you know, between... Uh, 
look down through the years that there's kind of been um, I guess a stigma around poetry it's something that a lot of people close the book on when they finish school and you think look that's not for me that's you know that's a thing of the past but I suppose with me and, and, and the way we consume information now has changed I suppose drastically and um, when I, I suppose I developed a love of poetry in a very conventional way in the classroom and then went on to do drama but um, I now follow these Instagram pages of poets all over the world that I admire and love. I also listen to po- uh, poetry podcasts, the likes of um, Frank Skinner's poetry podcast, where he makes it just really accessible and breaks down that barrier that some may have to poetry, and um, and just make it you know very very uh, accessible for people. Um, dissects each poem. I, I absolutely love listening to, to, to his, and I suppose that's what I, I I wanted to do. I wanted to break down that barrier. Um, my dad was a great man to put pen to paper when I was growing up. He left school at sixteen, but was never shy of, of putting a verse together. And I suppose that's maybe where I, I my love of poetry began. And as I said, then I had great teachers as well. But um, no, I, I as I said, this has just been such a joy. And to hear the feedback from people after the first one last year, which is every day is a fresh beginning. Um, to hear from people that said, you know, this was something that was gifted to our family um, and my dad is suffering from Alzheimer's and I would ask him to read a poem every evening and it would open, it would be a segue, you know, to conversation. It would open up mm. um, a conversation with, with him about, you know, our childhood memories and all of that. And it was, you know, something that, it was a talking point, I suppose, in that particular um, girl's house. And I suppose I've had lovely messages from teachers who've kind of introduced it into the classroom and um, also, you know, even couples getting married used it as a, a source of inspiration for their nuptials or yogis who used it as a point of reference before their, their yoga practice or their class. So it's really, it's, it's, it's fallen into the hands of lots of people and it's great. It really is. And it's, uh, as I said, it's kind of opening up um, people's, uh, I suppose it's converting them maybe or opening up a, a love of poetry that they didn't know they had. It certainly is. And, you know, you, you, you spoke there. I mean, one of the things I like about books of this ilk is that you can just pick it up, open it on any page and and get a bit of meaning, you know, perhaps elicit a little bit of clarity from the world uh, on that day in the context that we find it in. Uh, you mentioned there a few minutes ago, Avian, I suppose, about uh, the accessibility of poetry and, you know, sometimes uh, many feel that it's the, pre- it's the preserve of the articulate and the intellectual as well. But, <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, looking at some of the poems and distilling down through them, I think the meaning of poetry can be so multi-pronged, can't it? And really, um, we're we're understanding it and distilling it from our own viewpoint and our own personal context at that time, and it can have multi-meaning. Well, well, that's it. It's so subjective. And I suppose, look, with this um, anthology, I shared a few lines uh, as a kind of a segue or an intro into each poem. Which is beautiful, by the way, actually. It gives that bit of context. But it's, I kept it very brief because, as I said, it's subjective. And look, at, I've left room for people maybe to share their own thoughts or, or, or you know, have a few musings besides, you know, the, the, the different poems as well. Look, I, I recently read a, a quote from a Linda Gregg poem that said, poetry um, instills something in me that others may receive more naturally. And I suppose that's exactly it. It helps us to make sense or justify or maybe validate our emotions. And sometimes it ignites or energizes something in us. And some days it can feel like just taking a, a big, deep 
nourishing breath. And I suppose uh, I wanted to do this to do all of the above. And, and I hope um, it, it kind of becomes a balm, I suppose, for the soul. And, and uh, I, I would encourage people to keep keep the lines close and uh, and use them whenever you need. What a gorgeous image, a balm for our soul. A really beautiful <laughs> image. Talk to me about your own preferences. So obviously you've put together uh, this second very impressive anthology of poetry. But um, if you're kind of having a, a, a duvet day at home, Avine, or just having <laughs> a, a little visit with yourself, to whom do you go for um, for inspiration from a poetry point of view? Oh, look, there's so many. It's like asking me my favourite child. Yes, pick, pick, pick. <laughs> No, look, it really depends on the day. I suppose down through, um, down to the years, I, look, I, there's been poets that, of course, have stood out and mm-hmm. we're celebrating Seamus Heaney's 10-year anniversary this year. The August just gone. He is, of course, one of the greats. We have such a rich tapestry of, of Irish poets and we've always had, but they're still there. And um, I suppose when I compiled the first anthology and Casey was someone who I, I stumbled upon and I'm so glad I did. She's, I, I believe, one of our greatest exports. She's now living in Australia, but from West Clare. And she's so inspired by, by her, you know, where she came from and the landscape um, from, from which she came. And I suppose she never lost that, even though now she's, you know, she's winning awards, poetry awards over in Australia. And she's, she's really flying the flag. She's one of them that I just, I, I just love. And I, I might share one of hers. There's one in... It's, I'd love um, that. Oh my God, what a treat. Thank you. And so this one is the BBC reports, and I suppose as we all endeavour to to do better for the planet and for ourselves and for the generations to follow, and Casey's words will will ring loud and clear here. This is the BBC reports by Anne Casey. For the first time in history, man-made materials now outweigh all life on Earth. I am a child of wind and rain, stone and bog, stratified silt slipping slowly into relentless seas. Too long gone now from the elements that shaped me. Too far from my childhood shore. These bones throb for home. To distance themselves from decades of these insatiable cliffs of glaring glass and crushing concrete. Floors and walls consuming all the wildness that once made us. The rain here speaks the same language as my own, although it falls on altogether foreign terrain. We have lost our way of hearing its words. It's just beautiful, beautiful imagery. She really is gorgeous. And even the (laughs) the words there, I mean, you know, uh, I think if we look at at life and depending, as you said, what context we're coming from, even the words, I mean, I think uh, there's two that that stood out to me there as I was listening to Avian, the words, the relentless, the relentless seas. And there was that notion of uh, insatiable. You know, these are things that when we're trying to commit to our lives, sometimes the sea around our life can be relentless and sometimes the expectation um, of us is is insatiable. So, um, of course, they're beautiful words. It's a beautiful piece. Yeah, yeah, I know, and it always surprises me too when I, you know, when I pick it up and look at we 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 scroll, we scroll, and we scroll, course, and, we scroll yeah. and, and we feel crap after all the scrolling. <laughs> but I never regret picking up one of these poems, and just, it just it it gives that little moment of pause, that little moment of reflection, and um, 
you know, at the end of the day, or, or first thing. I suppose for me, it's, it's, it's a form of meditation um, or a segue into, you know, a, a mini meditation. And, and that's what it does. It's, it's kind of that little moment of, of mindfulness in the day um, that we all need, we're all craving at the moment. We certainly are, for sure, and certain. Avian, I'm always interested, and on this show, it gives me an opportunity to find out uh, from people, but I'm always interested in how busy people kind of find time to do uh, a project of this nature. So um, we're all, I suppose, so so famously familiar with Marion Keyes writing under the duvet with yeah. the laptop. You're obviously a, a, a busy woman in terms of uh, both professionally and personally at home. Talk to us about when uh, when you do this. Is it early morning? Is it at the night time? Have you post-its beside the bed? What's your uh, modus operandi for, for, for constructing an anthology of this nature? Well, Marion Keyes is, 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 you know, streets ahead in terms of her <laughs> writing ability. I, I am really just, you know, compiling a list of, of, of my favourite. Look, it was a total joy. It really was. And I did it, yeah, it, when the kids were down. I have three smallies. And, um, and it, it was my time in the evening and I looked forward to it. And, yeah, uh, yeah I, it was when the kids were down and, and uh, the day's work was done. It was really, as I said, a total passion project. And I think, you know, that's the only way these type of things get done because, uh, you know, if they feel like too much hard work, you just won't, you know, you put it on the back burner. But for me, I just, I, I dove straight in because I enjoyed it so much. I really did, you know. Um, and yeah, and, and here it is now. But yeah, I suppose it, it was one of those things that, um, yeah, that I looked forward to. I really did. Absolutely. Well, it's it's absolutely beautiful. It's, uh, it's that real pick up and come back again book I think um, it, it certainly is there's there's a mountain of, of nuggets there was one I was reading this morning it was uh, particularly nice as well about acts of kindness you know and the small oh, things yeah. about picking up the, the lemons and pulling in your feet and getting yeah, the clam chowder yeah. you know it's so simple but um, can be so impactful I think we're we're inherently good underneath it all. <laughs> you know, yeah. we want we want the world to be a better place, don't we? We certainly do. Come here, till I tell you, I couldn't let you out the gap without uh, mentioning uh, your uh, social media. You're following your dreams in another way as well. You're moving into the world of uh, coffee down in Ennessy, County and Clare. <laughs> No, for my sins, for my sins. No, uh, PO is, is our business, myself and my partner, Shannon, yes. here in Ennis. And, um, and I suppose it, we started in the live event space, then the pandemic hit, and we had to kind of reinvent the wheel. And that's when we started to, to develop a product range. And it's become somewhat of, of a lifestyle brand now with community sort of at the heart of everything we do. And yeah, it's been it's been our dream to put down roots, I suppose, where we're based. As I said, we have small families, so the, the tearing around and doing pop-ups because they're village and Ireland and all. Yeah. We've been all over, but it really suits us to be close to home, I suppose. And um, this opportunity came up with a beautiful old building in the heart of, of Ennis Town, and we just had to grab it with both hands. It felt like Everest initially to try and get our heads around it. But what we've created now is something, I think, quite special. I haven't opened the doors yet. A few weeks' time we will be. So it'll be a retail space, a coffee house, and a studio space where we hope to have classes. Really, we want to create a wellness hub, um, you know, of, of, of ongoing classes there and that sense of community where people can get together, feel good, and uh, and enjoy that kind of shared experience. That's the plan, but it's... <laughs> 
it's a, it's a big one and uh, feeling kind of in the eye of the storm at the moment, but we'll get there. We'll, how do you eat an elephant? It's oh, one listen, bite. just one little bite <laughs> at a time. And of course, uh, we're, we're sharing an opportunity as well. You're heading to Glor, I'm heading to the Set Theatre uh, alongside Bresley for us. Where is my mind uh, podcast oh, as well? So yeah, that's so uh, looking forward. Isn't he just marvellous? He oh is my God. absolutely super. Well, I don't know about you, Avian. I'm really looking forward to it, uh, to being his guest, but I'm a little bit nervous and apprehensive about it oh, as well, that totally, fear of the yeah, unknown. There's, there's total imposter syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> I share that with you. Yeah, because, you know, he, he eats, sleeps, breathes it and, um, and he, he's so passionate about it and he has made such waves in, in that space, which is just incredible and it's lovely to see. But really, I, I mean, I believe the show is, is multi-layered. There's music and there's great um, the musings and sharings and reflections. So I'm really looking forward to being there on the night, Likewise. even just as, as a spectator. Well, yeah. listen, uh, enjoy that. Uh, Avian, thanks so much for your time. Uh, we encourage Later. everybody to pop out and uh, get this book available now. Every night is full of stars, more meaningful poems for life by yourself, Avian um, will there be um, another uh, another something in the offering? Do you think? Oh my God! <laughs> have you started? Have you started thumbing through the books again? Well, to be honest, I would love to to do something um, with children because I'm, I, you know, I'd love to to share this love with with even my own gang, mm. and it's, you know, it's, it's it would be lovely to have something similar, but for uh, you know a smaller a smaller age group, it would be great. But we'll see. Look, we'll try and catch our breath first. Absolutely, big <laughs> loyal. Uh, Avian, lovely to chat with you. Thanks so much. People can check Thanks it out so in, all your book sh- in all of your in all bookshops around, and uh, can of course follow you on social media for signposting of uh, different events uh, as well but for now thank you so much for uh, joining us and of course for pushing together this I'm going to uh, have an early night with this tonight uh, and finish it off (laughs) thanks so much Avian. good morning bye 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 Uh, there telling us about every night is full of stars more more meaningful poems uh, for life Uh, a texter actually has texted just as I concluded my conversation um, to Avian, where it says um, Edward I love poems Poetry, but I always think poets are lonely people. Am I right? Yeah, I suppose there's often that meaningful, you know, deep, pensive thinking uh, around that. So um, I think there's the need to go to that place to maybe find where our emotions are at and find maybe where we're competing in that space and what that space actually looks like. But um I think there's a richness around what they bring us and, and that in itself is, is, is very replenishing. Now, uh, let's take a little sus biog von an Shaw. The Saturday Show with Edward Hayden. KCLR. With thanks to Lyrath Estate, Kilkenny's luxury hotel. Perfect for spoiling yourself. More details on Lyrath.com. Carlo, Kilkenny, KCLR. Now, Tafal Sherash, Edward Hayden here with you, OH3306-9696. It is indeed our dinnersready.ie contact line. Um, is Avian coming back to Fair City? Asks the King. I don't know. Uh, stay tuned, uh, Miles, and see whether uh, she does return indeed. Now, lots still to come on the show, including Marion Flannery uh, giving us a whistle stop tour through Xavier Kilkenny's uh, festival programme and brochure uh, very shortly. But before all of that, we're 
joined on the telephone line by David Brennan. And David, we've spoken to before, a uh, good friend of Vicky Field, and he's here to tell us all about um, that very physically imposing and very evocative portrait of uh, Vicky. David, good morning to you. Morning, Edward. How are you doing? I'm very good, thanks. Thanks so much for chatting with us. Yeah, good to be on. Um, yeah. You... Um, you're joining us to tell us, I suppose, about an event that's been um, uh, overarched, uh, if you like, by Munkoin Cancer Support Group because uh, it invites people to join family and friends of the late Vicky Phelan as part of the Vicky Phelan campaign and portrait tour. What does that mean? What, what will behold people on, uh, on the evening if they join you in the Parish Hall in Munkoin on Friday the 27th of October? Yeah, well, I suppose uh, Edward, we, this is um, this will be event number uh, seventeen at this stage. So mm-hmm. we've been touring the country. Um, uh, Vicky herself um, had the inaugural display in Munkine, uh when uh, after she had come back from the states. So yeah, we're we're, we're touring the country, and uh, we're um, I suppose carrying on Vicky's campaign for. Uh, uh, awareness and change, and uh, that's what she wanted as her legacy. Uh, the portrait itself uh, tells Vicky's story um, from before she had cancer. Uh, she had some major traumatic events in her life, uh, you know, that many people may not know or may have forgotten. Um, but uh, such so is the woman that she is, that uh, she was uh, able to get through everything that she did in the past and, and still, you know, take on the might of the the state, if you like, for uh, for what was right and, and and for the future of women in the country. So we tell her full story, Edward, right through um, the cervical cancer, uh, the cervical check scandal itself, and beyond. And uh, so I suppose it, 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 um, the event itself lasts about two hours. Um, it's about an hour to go through the portrait and tell Vicky's story, and then we have uh, guest speakers and panelists then as well. So we've got Sarah Nally, for example, coming from. Uh, all the way down from the north, actually. Well, she works in UL now, uh, funny enough, and um, she tells her story, uh, I suppose, and that's uh, an awareness um, story as well. Uh, she developed ovarian cancer at 25. She was, um, uh, funny, she, she actually ended up having uh, been cared for by Vicky's medical um, team in Limerick, and she puts it down to Vicky uh, uh, and Vicky's uh, creation of change within the health system that ultimately saved Sarah's life. And then we're joined also by John Wall, um, who's a, a cancer advocate, and he is living with stage four cancer. He's also a good friend of Vicky's. Uh, Keeve O'Neill Ford, who is a member of 221 Plus Group, she is the youngest member. At 26, she was diagnosed with cervical cancer. And we also then have uh, Roshi Nikaila, who has a, an inspiring story to tell of how she herself was inspired by Vicky at the age of 14. So it, there's a lot in it, Edward, but it's, um, it, it's all complimentary of Vicky and her campaign um, while she was here with us and this is essentially uh, carrying on Vicky's uh, campaign really. Absolutely and the name will be uh, will be long remembered and I think uh, evidence if needed of, of Vicky's legacy is, is indeed all around us. 
This picture, um, as you said, it, 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 it documents, if you like, or, or curates her life. Um, and, and you're going to explain that to people. I remember when it was revealed, you know, um, there was something, I used the word the, uh, at the introduction, something quite physically imposing. You know, it's a, it's a, a mm-hmm. very big piece. You know, the use of colour, uh, the use of almost graphic images. You know, it was, it was very evocative. Uh, maybe you might just give us... Uh, a, 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 a synopsized version of that hour tour of what what um, mm. what you do in terms of going through the life. It's divided in in three parts. It's a it's a, a, a painting or a portrait of of three separate um, sections of her life, if you like. It is, yeah. I mean, it, you're right. It is very imposing. It's uh, it's three meters long. It's one and a half meters high. It sits on a frame, so at its highest point, it's probably two and a half meters. Um, so it is quite imposing. Vicky herself is in the centre panel and uh, she's straddled then by the black horse and the white horse. So the black horse itself is a is a mystical black horse that Vicky herself encountered um, some time ago and also in the first uh, chapter of her book. The, the representation of this horse now is the cancer that was to follow her through her life. Mm. And uh, so that's leading into the, 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 the centre panel, which has a lot in it. Uh, the first thing everybody would notice is how alike uh, the painting is of Vicky, her, her face itself. And then the artist then brought the, the scars of the inside and he made them visible. So, as I mentioned, Vicky had a, a traumatic events in her, in, in her life while she was young and she had a very uh, bad car accident in France. So that is also portrayed in it as well. Her cancer is visible in it too. And uh, also, um, you know, her, her uh, let's say, everything that was uh, revealed of Vicky through the cervical check uh, scandal itself is represented uh, within it too in terms of the, her lungs, uh, the Irish people nestled against her heart, um, her vocal cords, uh, her children then are, are in both her hands, you know, and they're represented by a crimson rosella is Amelia and uh, a sapling oak is Dara. Um, the last panel then um, has a still life in be between the hind legs and, and uh, of the horse, and that itself is uh, containing a lot of symbolism. Um, Ruth Morrissey is represented there as well, and uh, the women of Ireland are represented, and then the white horse. Vicky finishes off uh, the portrait talk, then, or I finish it off at least in Vicky's words. Uh, but even the setting itself. Edward, it was on uh, Dunebeg uh, Beach, Vicky's... Uh, Which she treasured. The world. Absolutely, yeah. And the sand is in the, is in the portrait. So the sand from the beach is there in the portrait as well, you know. Um, so, Can I ask you a question, David? Now, um, as we know, Vicky uh, passed away on the 14th of November last year. So it's coming up, um, if you like, it's weeks away from her anniversary, the first anniversary of her death. Did she die happy? Was she happy and content when she passed away, do you believe? Vicky always seemed happy, to be honest with you. Just look, I mean, any images you'd see of Vicky, she has this absolutely, she's just beautiful. And, mm. um, you know, she always looks happy. Now, I can tell you, I've, <laughs> I've experienced Vicky when she wasn't so happy as well. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, the wrath. Uh, she? I mean, she did. I mean, look, at uh, uh, she was given six to uh, 12 months to live, uh, Edward, by her uh, oncologist. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, uh, she, she didn't, uh, she didn't accept that, and you know she stayed for another four years, you know. So she wanted to be here for longer with her children, and she did that, and she wanted to create change, 
and she did that, you know, as best as she could. There is still more change to be done, but uh, she has seen change happening. And, uh, you know, she has spent an extra four years with her children as well. Of course, everything in the background is as to what could have been uh, prevented. That is an underlying issue. And, you know, women are still being dragged through the courts, through uh, the cervical check um, scandal as well, still to this day. So, yes, there is work still to be done, and that's the reason why we are obliged to do this. We we all have a part to play. Um, as Vicky said, this is everybody's story. So there are... You know, and and that's why we're doing this. We, you know, many people that have come on board as speakers and uh, and um, guest speakers and, and panelists, and Vicky's parents have come along to every event too. You know, so they're very supportive of it. Vicky was very supportive of it. Um, both she and I had a very same vision, albeit it's it's after you know getting bigger. We've literally mm-hmm. visited maybe five thousand people or more at this stage, and uh, it's growing. We're fully booked until. 2025 uh, for all the events as well. So, well, how nice that uh, how nice that you can realise that vision for her now um, in in absentia. Uh, the 27th of October, as you said, uh, we're heading to Mooncoin Parish Hall. The event starts yeah. at uh, 7 p.m. How can people, um, I suppose, join with you, uh, David, on that evening? Do they need to book in in advance or just rock up? Maybe signpost us. Edward, to that? No, it, 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 it's an open invitation. Um, we'll have the Mount Sign Choir as well, actually, there in, in town. They, they, they've been uh, great friends of Vicky uh, throughout her her, uh, her cancer. Uh, as well and um, they they will be there on, on the night as well it's uh, arrive at the door <coughs> starts at 7 sharp it will finish probably around quarter past 9 9 o'clock and um, uh, Billy Keane will MC the event Tammy Darcy will be moderator for the panel discussion and uh, yeah it's being uh, hosted by Munkine Cancer Support Group uh, who offer support to everybody in the south of Kilkenny and Munkine area and uh, most uh uh, places that we go and, and have these events Edward, we always hook in with uh, a local cancer support service group as well because of the fantastic work that they do they rely heavily on uh, private donations from people as well to give extra support to people uh, in their community so they do fantastic work and we're here to support them as well as carrying Vicky's story uh, throughout the country you know indeed so, David as I can as I conclude with you this morning, can I just ask you a practical question? Of course, you purchased this portrait um, at a charity auction uh, with the intention to, to, I suppose, keep that close to Vicky's family and friends and indeed bring it on this um, this very inspirational tour. Where do you keep it? Um, <laughs> Is it and and, and I'm asking that question with the greatest of respect uh, yeah. because obviously it's part of this roadshow. So, I mean, I'm wondering, can you be, you know... Uh, yeah. Anyway, I'll let, let you answer before I, I qualify what I mean, but I think you, you, you take the intention that the question is asked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it's huge, but it, it sits on my landing um, yeah, upstairs, and uh, it, I, I have a van then as well uh, for because I have a bespoke case and a bespoke frame. So there's a lot of kit that goes with it mm. around the country. So uh, we, we, yeah, we, we had to get a van and, and uh, all accessories and. Uh, what not but uh, it sits on the landing uh, between tours yeah okay there you have it I was just uh, I always think Edward ask the question you want to know because someone at home will want to know it as well David thanks for chatting with us and good morning and continued blessings to you and good wishes with your work good morning that's David Brennan there telling us all about that portrait of Vicky Phelan let's take a break 